What is up, everybody? I'm Lexi Jarrett, and welcome to Ticked Off, a podcast where a girl with ticks gets to give you her thoughts of the day. Today is arguably my favorite holiday of the year, April Fool's Day. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why April Fool's Day? Like, why can't it be Christmas, a day where you get presents, or Thanksgiving, where you get to eat a bunch of food and spend time with family, or literally any other holiday out there? It's simple. I love pranking people and laughing and getting on people's nerves. And that's basically what April Fool's Day is. It's a day where you get to prank people and laugh about it with them. Even if you yourself don't really like the day, my goal is to still help you feel heard and to maybe even get you to laugh a little. Maybe you've had bad experiences with April Fool's Day in the past or you just don't like it and you don't see it as any other day. I still hope I can get you to laugh a little and enjoy this episode. So that's what I'm here to do. Tell you my most embarrassing screw-up moments to get you a little bit of laughter. Because after all, they do say that laughter is good for the soul. Let's go back to my third grade year. I moved to a new school, didn't know anybody, didn't know the teachers. I just felt alone. And I'm sure you can agree with me on that, especially if you've moved to a new school. It's not fun. It honestly just kind of sucks. But one thing that I loved doing in third grade was singing. Here's a clip. Who knew? All the planes we flew, good things we've been through, and I've been standing right here talking to you, guys, another babe. Now that you've listened to that, fast forward to seventh grade. I was in the middle of my English class. I probably should have been paying attention, but I wasn't. And I was looking through my camera roll, and I saw this video. And right when I saw the clip, like the little picture on top of it, I knew what it was, and I tried to scroll past it real quick. But my friend Macy was sitting right beside me, and she goes, go back to that. So she took my phone, looked at it, watched the video, and started dying of laughter, sent it to herself. And since then, it's grown, because everybody at my table saw the video. And as time went on, everybody saw or heard the video. So now I've decided to own it, because I knew I was never going to hear the end of it. I've heard people talk to me about it, ask me about it, show it to me even. It's a constant thing in my life now that I've decided to share with the world. So you're welcome for that video, and may it bless you forever. Another thing you may know about me, or you may not know, is that I provide sports commentary. At my high school, we have a live broadcasting program, and for it, I provide the play-by-play commentary. Well, this year, it was a running joke that I've said many stupid things, made many mistakes, But at least I've never said 54-yard line while I was commentating. So fast forward. We're at the last conference game of football season. We're in beautiful Cedar Ridge, Arkansas, facing the Timberwolves. When the ball was down and we didn't see which hash mark it was on. I was asking around. Our camera girl didn't know. Our graphics guy didn't know. 
The guy commentating with me didn't see it. We were all frantic and trying to figure this out. We didn't know. We were listening to the crowd. Couldn't find it until a teacher leaned over and said it was on the 54-yard line. Now, common sense would say that's not right. But instead of thinking it through, I said this. You're going to say you went out on our about 46. I was thinking it was on the opposing side 46, but... The 54-year-old. Yeah, no! <laughs> Literally, as my commentary partner was saying the right hash mark, I still proceeded to say 54-yard line. Like, didn't even think about it. So, not only did I mess up after making jokes, saying that I was never going to say it, I was literally getting comments and messages about what I said. My uncle literally texted me right after I said it and said 54 yard line question mark. I was mortified because not only did our school's community like all hear me say it, it's online forever. Anybody can go back and watch it and I'm sure if you research hard enough you can find it too. In July of 2019 my twin brothers were born. Lawson and Lincoln were born late July, July 15th so, my dad, who is usually a teacher, was out for a month, like all of August, for paternity leave. So, that means he would drop us off at school every day, but then he would leave. Well, as a father should, he was making fun of me and embarrassing me every day at school. But the way he would do it was by yelling at whatever teacher was on car drop-off duty that my IBS was acting up and that I needed to go to the bathroom so if I asked, they should let me go to the bathroom. You know, I laughed it off. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, as I was walking in. But it didn't hit me until later on in the year, even a year and a half later, teachers still think that I have irritable bowel syndrome. Now, if you have IBS, by all means, I do not care. I'm not judging you for it. shouldn't be embarrassed by it, but... I wouldn't want to be called out on it if I had it, and I'm sure you wouldn't want to be either. And that's what was happening. As like I talked to more teachers, I realized how many teachers actually thought that I had IBS. Literally, I was at a football game this year in the 2020 season, and this teacher that was in the van with us on our way to the game found out that I didn't actually have IBS. It was September 2020. This was all happening in August of 2019. Literally over a year and teachers are still thinking that I have irritable bowel syndrome. And there's no telling how many other people out there think I still have it. Honestly, I have no clue. There could be classmates of mine that still think I have irritable bowel syndrome. If you're listening to this, I do not have irritable bowel syndrome. It still baffles me that remarks that my dad said a year and a half ago still stick with the teachers and faculty of my high school. Like I said earlier, I love pranking people. It's something I love doing. I love getting on people's nerves, laughing with people. It's just, it makes me so happy on the inside. I can't explain it. Like earlier episodes where love can be a feeling, I love this feeling. I love getting on people's nerves and laughing about it. So this year, I found out that a teacher of mine had a deathly fear of hair. Yes, you heard me. Hair. 
but not just any hair. It's like loose strands of hair found in random places. So once I found this out, I was destined to mess with this teacher about it. So I went home. I cleaned out my hairbrush, put it in a bag, and brought it to school with me the next day. All prepared to just freak this guy out. So I put the hair in places where this teacher, Mr. Hooper, wouldn't see it, but he would feel it. So I put it under the handles of his desk drawers. So whenever he would open a drawer, he would feel the hair. I put it inside of his truck handles. So whenever he would go to open his truck door, he would feel it. I put it on top of his gas cap. Whenever he would turn the cap, he would feel it because I have super dark hair. It blended in. And I also put it on his Christmas gifts because it was Christmas at the time. That night was also a basketball game. And Hooper always stays for the basketball games. As the night went on, I noticed that Hooper never said anything about the hair. And that's not what he usually does. Usually, he would bring it up, like, in a conversation. He would typically say, I saw the gift you left me. Or he would be, like, passive-aggressive about it and talk to somebody beside me and say, you know, somebody left hair in my office. And would look at me while he was saying it. So that way I would know that he knows I put the hair in his office. Well, he never did. He never brought it up to anybody around me. Nothing. So I went up to him during halftime. I said, hey, Hooper, who left you those Christmas gifts that were on your desk earlier? Whenever I went in there to try and find you, you weren't in there. I just saw the gifts. He looked at me and goes, oh, yeah, those gifts, um, they weren't mine. Those were on Miss Inboden's desk. Miss Inboden was the woman that shared an office with him. He goes, yeah, they were uh, Miss Inboden's gifts. They weren't mine. (laughs) What? (laughs) Those gifts I put the hair on were not Hooper's gifts at all. So I'm crying. If you know me, it's easy for me to cry. I cry from laughing. I cry when I get mad. I cry when I get sad. I just cry a lot. And I cried from embarrassment and mortification Whenever he said they were not his gifts. So I was like, oh, okay, trying to play it cool. So I walk out of the gym saying I'm going to go get something to eat from the concession stand. And I walk to his office and those gifts are gone. Nowhere. I looked throughout his office. I looked in his drawers. I looked in the cabinet. I looked in the food closet that he has in there. The gifts were gone. And I looked at Miss Imboden's desk and they were not on there too. So Miss Imboden brought the gifts home with her. They were either, you know, she saw them. She had to have because they were not there. So I go back to this gym. Had my mask pulled up, trying to hide the tears. And I go and I sit down in our coach's office, which is right beside our recording section. And I sit there and I'm just bawling, like dry heave crying. And Hooper walks in and he goes, why are you crying? I said, I can't say. He goes, just say it. And I said, it's kind of nasty and you're going to hate it. He goes, I don't care, just say it. And so I told him that the hair I put was intended for him to see and not for Miss Imboden's gifts. And I'm just crying for a good probably 20 minutes. And he's over here like, why would you do that? That's disgusting, Lexi. That's nasty. That's terrifying. Why would you put hair on my stuff? And that's whenever he goes, it's okay, I knew. I was just messing with you. They really were my gifts. So I pull my mask down, makeup smeared, my mask covered in just tears and makeup. And I go, Hooper, 
What was the point in that? He goes, ah, I don't like hair. You know that. So I figured I can get back at you. And I was just so let down, embarrassed, mad, happy. All of the emotions were going through my head at this point. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know if I should be happy that the hair was on his stuff or if I should be mad that I cried this much that he did that to me. I really didn't know what to think. And I was just like looking back. I still really don't know what to think of this situation because there was so much to take in. So then that night, I'm about to leave, you know, and I go to look and my car is gone. And I'm thinking, Hooper, where's my car? Hooper goes, I don't know where your car is. I'm like, Hooper, you drove my car earlier to go drop my dad off. Where is my car? So I'm walking around the parking lot for a good five minutes. And finally, he's like, yeah, it's too cold. It's over there by the ag shop on the other side of the building. So I had to walk over to my car in the ag shop, which is, it's literally Christmas break. It was the Monday of Christmas break. Freezing. And that's whenever I learned to never mess with Hooper again. So if you're listening to this right now, plan your pranks out and try and make sure that no matter what happens, they're not going to backfire on you. Because if they backfire, you're probably going to get a lot of tears and it's just not going to be worth it. Happened for me, as you heard. It's not a lot of fun. But looking back now, not only in that situation, but in every situation, there's something to laugh about. I know I get embarrassed a lot, and if you're listening to this, maybe you do too. Something that I've learned to realize and that I've finally came to accept is that everybody's going to have embarrassing moments and things that just don't go right, things that may be mortifying, that make you want to just crawl into a hole and cry and that's perfectly okay to feel that way but just know that no matter what it's gonna be fine it's perfectly okay to have those moments because everybody has them they're funny looking back now I wouldn't switch those for the world just because they're funny things to look back at and laugh at and honestly it's some of the best moments because they're just fun to laugh about not everybody gets those stories to tell It's your own story, so own it. Own your story. Whether it's a sad story to help others grow from it or an embarrassing story to not only laugh at yourself but for others to laugh at and feel better about, your story has power. So use your story to not only help yourself but to help others. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ticked Off. I hope you were able to laugh a little, feel better about yourself maybe, or... Maybe you just have a little bit of pity for me because I do a bunch of things. And thank you if you do. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time.